0: Thank you to Haven's Kitchen for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. Guys, my random Tuesday afternoon target find has turned into a full-blown obsession. Haven's Kitchen Herbie Chimichuri might have been the one that won me over, but since then I've been cooking with all of their delicious, vegan, and gluten-free sauces. And while I would consider myself a decent cook, these fresh and ready packets have basically made me a full-blown chef. If you're ready to get sauce too, find them by using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram at Haven's Kitchen and check out all of their amazing food inspiration there. Hey friends, welcome back to a new episode of Rogue and Reasoned. I'm your host, Laura swan Siegman. I took a little break from the podcast last week to share some new blog content with you instead, so if you haven't seen it yet, be sure to check out our most recent travel adventure. It felt good to bring back a few keystrokes, clue you in on an amazing spot to add to your list, and share some photos of our trip with you. If you're new here, I am not only a podcast host, I am a digital content creator for the most part. I'm a blogger, photographer, website designer, branding consultant, and social media strategist, among other things. I love the variety my work brings, how it allows me to be creative in many different ways, and all of the conversations we get to have together here. Long gone, at least in my book, are the days of having one basic job for your entire life. We can do 20 different things as work, whether that be in our lifetime or all at once you do you and whatever makes you happy and makes you well earn money along the way so uh yeah this is episode 50 of rogan reasoned what what when i started out i wondered what it would be like to get to 5 episodes then 10 then 25 and now here we are at 50 each episode is more than just a 15 to 20 minute conversation on my end I put time into outlining our conversations, recording them, connecting with my amazing sponsors, editing online marketing assets, and more. It's a full on business commitment for me, and I'm proud that we are reaching a milestone number here together. And I'm so appreciative of all of your listens, reviews, weekly comments, likes, and shares, because without all of those, I wouldn't be anywhere. I'd just be chilling here talking to myself. And as an only child entrepreneur and somewhat introvert, I spend enough time alone. So I'm glad this has all worked out that I'm not just talking to myself and I get to talk to you each week and create a community of people that are redefining reckless like me. We have hit November, which means the holiday season is coming up. Actually, It's already here. Or at least the holiday commerce is already here. I saw quote unquote early Black Friday sales being advertised even a couple weeks ago in October. Like when did a single day of sales become a whole month or more? When I was a kid, Black Friday was held on Black Friday. I don't even know why it's called black, to be honest, but it's a single day, the Friday after Thanksgiving. So then my mind just spiraled into one giant eye roll at that point about buying shit this time of year and the obsession with gifts our society has. So I'll just say it now. Gifts are stupid. Yeah, you heard me. I think gifts are ridiculous. Now, let's rewind a bit. We all have our life experiences. Some are unique just to us, while other experiences are unique to maybe the decade we grew up in or the area we lived in as kids. We were far from wealthy when I was a kid. There were times, especially early on, we barely got by, But my parents always made sure I had gifts to open on Christmas, which was very thoughtful and loving of them to try to do what they felt was important for a child. But truthfully, I viewed it differently to some extent. Sure, receiving gifts like other kids made me feel like I wasn't without or different. But I also felt the stress surrounding the holidays, the scraping together of money to make it happen, perhaps using credit too much, To make it happen, the last minute scramble to purchase and wrap because the paycheck just came in. And then for the next few months, we'd penny pinch because of the holidays. And this money tension wasn't just because of the gifts my parents purchased for me as a child, but what they were expected to do for family. My grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins. It's a lot. There are so many families like this ones that literally save up for a whole year to be able to afford these Christmas obligations. January is spent scraping the bottom of the barrel because money is then so tight while they recover from the mass spending they did the month prior. People are dying for their tax refund to come through in the spring to help. It genuinely makes me sad that this is what it's like. And if you've never felt this, you're very lucky. But this is the reality for many If not most people. As I got a little older and bought my own presents for parents, family, and a few friends, I got an even closer look at the stress. I'd set aside chore money, do little odd jobs, get a job, sell clothes I wasn't using at places like Plato's Closet, whatever, to save for holiday gifts. I would have some guilt over the dollar amount of a gift as if it wasn't good enough to give. Because I couldn't afford much and had a long list of people to hit, I ended up buying little crap regardless, stuff that didn't really matter or maybe even get used. But I mean, it was something, right? I wish I could have just kept all that money and done something better with it. I wish I didn't have so many pressures and expenses like that as a freaking kid and could have gone to college with more than just a few hundred dollars in my bank account. At its core, in its true meaning, a gift is well-intentioned. Parents are well-intentioned wanting to give children Merry Christmases and Happy Birthdays with a display of gifts. But does it bring true happiness or poor habits? The problem I have with gift-giving is that it creates underlying stress and struggle, and it becomes more about things than people and time with those people. Many of us grew up just doing all this, and we don't know any different because we weren't taught any different and haven't been shown any different. Frankly, I think it's gotten out of control. I always think of a photo that someone who I knew posted to Facebook a couple of years ago. They were standing at the top of a staircase, looking down over a living room with their camera. It was like a pretty standard high ceilinged living room with a fireplace what you would imagine a newer, like, large townhome living room to look like. There was a decorated tree in the corner, along with what I think was a couch and a couple upholstered chairs. And I say think because I couldn't see them. No joke, the entire floor of the entire living room, up to, like, knee or sometimes waist height, was covered in wrapped presents. The caption for the photo was like, ready for the kids tomorrow. And from what I could tell from their holiday photos the next day, they had a few family members over with a few kids besides their own. No joke. Each kid had to have had like 30 plus presents down there. Like that still makes me feel nauseous right now. I wanted to so bad be like, are you kidding me? How fucking gluttonous are you? What are you teaching your kids? And why are you bragging like this on Facebook when so many families won't even have one present under their tree at Christmas? And why? How did this become our tradition? At what point did this greed, this one-upping, or this fixation on stuff really get spinning? If it sounds harsh, I mean it to be. It's too much. Support for this episode also comes from Fiverr. With Fiverr, you can save time, money, and energy on things your business needs, but you don't have the time for or have any interest in doing. Do you think I edit my own podcast? Honey, no. I am not cut out to be a sound engineer. By outsourcing this weekly task to someone else, I significantly reduce my stress and free up my time to produce content I am passionate about and not dreading. Fiverr has a ton of other freelance services too. Virtual assistants, grant writers, you name it. Visit the link in my show notes or head to www.loreswansiegman.com and click on consulting to view Fiverr as one of my business resources. Now, I will absolutely admit, I do feel a bit differently about graduations, weddings, and babies. Maybe even a business launch. I think when it comes to helping someone start a new part of their life, we can rally together to make it easier for them, get them something useful or thoughtful that will help their transition and ease any stress. But for birthdays and holidays, I don't understand why it's a necessity to supply people with a ton of extras each and every year. We can still celebrate these occasions in happy, magical, supportive, and loving ways just without all the stuff. And then on top of it all, you have to open the gifts in front of people. If you don't, they get mad. They want to see a reaction because it's about their gratification and giving it to you, not your true happiness. And if you're like me, you're awkward as fuck and somewhat non-emotional. So you get in your head about what your reaction should be. Then you overplay it because your typical reaction to life isn't theatrical enough for what you believe they want. Then, mid reaction, you tell yourself, What am I doing? I sound like an idiot. And the whole thing's just exhausting. And why are we even doing gifts for birthdays and holidays over the age of like 25? Can't we mostly just buy something we want at this point? Like, if I didn't buy you that thing off your Amazon wish list, I could buy the thing on my Amazon wishlist that you bought for me. But instead, we both put paper and tape on the things from each other's wishlists, talk about how we wanted the thing we got, and duh, of course, it was on our Amazon wishlist, and we should have just fucking bought it instead of doing this ridiculous dance. I really don't get the point. I think gifts are stupid. I've semi-stopped giving gifts. I say semi-stopped because that's my thing, and I realize I can't force it on others. I'd prefer to be fully stopped, but my husband's family, for example, still does. I do a little something for a friend's kid's birthday, but I aim to get useful items and nothing too extravagant. I mean, I'll get your kid the next stage in clothes, life transition, or sports equipment so they can work on their basic motor skills but they don't need a child-sized Mercedes-Benz. And don't get me started on when you ask what they want or need, and parents say money. I've ranted on that in a previous episode. I like to give experiences, with or without me. I think the gift of time doing something enjoyable, memorable, adventurous, or otherwise life-influencing is the best type of gift. We all start with a blank book when we are born, and it's up to us to fill in the pages. Do you want to die with an empty book? Or do you want some cool ass stories in there? When you read a book about someone else's life, do you read a list of the DVDs, video games, and shoes they got at Christmas? Or do you read about their stories and lessons from some type of experience or adventure? Got you there, don't I? It's not about the things. It's about the time. And the time is even better when it is with the people that you care about, make you laugh, and are by your side. This is not exclusive to adults, either. You can skip some of the stuff with kids and plan a day out with them. A new adventure. Just you and them, or as a family. Create the memory. Ryan and I don't do gifts at this point. I think we got each other a little something the first year we were dating, but after that, I point blank said, I I don't really want to do this song and dance. (laughs) I'd like to just go do something together. Travel. Try a new place to eat. Knock something off the bucket list. I'm not the girl that needs diamond earrings, which I'd lose anyways. A designer purse, whatever. Skip it. Let's go get drunk together at a new cool bar and talk. I'll remember that in life much more than I will a necklace from Tiffany's. And if either of us want something and we can afford it, we get it. I don't need to wait until a certain point in the year to justify it. Now, I wanted to throw this conversation out as food for thought as the buying season, we'll call it, begins, or amps up. We are inundated with sales, ads, commercials, mailings, all this stuff regarding Christmas spending. It almost makes you feel like you're behind on your shopping, even though Christmas is almost two months away. There's this focus on checking your bank account. Setting budgets, making sure there's room on the credit card, being first in line at a store, logging onto your phone at midnight when a sale goes live, unpacking all the shit that comes to your house or that you bring home after a long ass day of running around, paper cutting yourself with wrapping paper, trying to find tape in your house, figuring out how you're going to haul all the stuff to so-and-so's house, deciding who's going to be the designated big black garbage bag holder and ripped paper collector as the presents are unwrapped. I mean, how many hours do you think this adds up to? Couldn't this time be spent doing something with these people you're buying gifts for? Or do you not like spending time with these people? In which case, I would then pose the question, why the fuck are you spending money on them? Just because it's something you're supposed to do? Fuck that. It's all meaningless if that's the case. It's not a gift. It's a perceived and archaic obligation. Now, I'm not expecting you as a listener to go 180, change your habits, mess up your family traditions, and agree with me on all aspects of gift giving. But I hope there's a morsel of intention that you can take from this chat. I hope that it inspires a meaningful look at how you spend, what habits you're passing on, and what the end game is with all these gifts. Objects that we can't take with us when we go and don't truly make us that much happier. Perhaps it inspires reflection on people that won't have any gifts this year regardless, but are just hoping for a warm, filling meal together with their families. People that won't have either and just want a family or companionship during this season. They'd love time with someone. And it's not to make you feel guilty for the spending you may be about to do a gift, again, at its core is generous, can be deserved, and provide joy. We aren't all perfect at expressing our love in other ways. Sometimes a gift is that for us, but here's to making a holiday season full of warm and happy memories with each other, to creating stories we'll laugh over for a lifetime, and to moments that make us feel loved. So as always, tag me on Instagram, at Rogue Reason Podcast, or at Laura Swan Seekman, and tell me your thoughts about our chat, ideas, feedback, all of it. I'm wishing you a badass week, and I'll be back with you soon for the next episode of Rogue and Reasoned. Thank you again for getting me to 50 episodes, and I can't wait for all of our conversations to come. Talk soon. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogue and Reason podcast, visit www.loraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.